This game was so bad. If you're on the Johnny Carson show, you'd say, how bad was it? It was so bad that Joel and I didn't even exchange texts on Sunday for the Steelers-Bills game. It was radio silence. It went from bad to worse to disgusting. Uh, We saved a little bandwidth on our phones, at least. By the way, live in Las Vegas, Joel Alexander, welcome. Yeah, uh, rock bottom, I think, for the Mike Tomlin era, when you add up, I I think, expectations, just this this seemingly, this slide that just continues, the defensive, uh, just the defense getting gashed game after game, you know, scraping away to the playoffs last year and then just getting waxed to Kansas City. Uh, no major, D, you know, changes to the D line. Although you got Ogan Joby, but you lost to it, so that's sort of a a one for one. I, I just think it's the absolute low point in the Mike Tomlin era, and uh, I do think, you know, the the rebuild word it, it's it's here. They're rebuild. They're going to have to rebuild, um, and, and I'm. Curious to see if he's going to be the coach that can get them through it, quite quite honestly. Well, you mentioned the D-line. we got a lot to, uh, to discuss between the D-line, uh, the the aftermath of what was this debacle. Um, uh, I am Adam Kahn at AJ Kahn 95 He is Joel Alexander, live from Las Vegas. This is the Black and Gold Daily Blitz, brought to you by DSP Media. Uh, and presented by BetUS.com, Bet with three decade leader BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus or 200% if you use crypto. Promo code DSP125 or DSP200 for crypto. Uh, bet sports uh, early, often. Speaking of betting sports, you're in Vegas. I hope you took the Bills at minus 14. Uh, you know, I had the Bills in a parlay at minus 14. Um, I, I have a friend who. You know, he's, he, we call him Eddie Mush, if you've ever seen uh, the movie A Bronx Tale. Uh, there's a degenerate gambler in, in, uh, in that movie who can't win a horse race. And this guy can't win a, a, a wager to save his life. So we were sitting outside of Bally's on Sunday morning getting breakfast, and he started showing me his uh, betting slips. And I just started texting all my buddies with them, and we, you know, we went the other way and hit a fourteen parlay. Twenty dollars paid two thirty-five, and uh, he was pretty upset with me uh, for those shenanigans. But uh, he's still a good friend. Yeah, I had the, I did have the Bills minus fourteen, uh, along with a couple other teams. Uh, last night I teased the uh, Chiefs to a pick and the. Uh, under to 59 and uh the under pushed and the pick obviously came in with with kansas city winning by one and the honorable sportsbook.ag uh gave me a no action bet and and i think that is due to all of the legal competition that we now have in this country whoa get all serious on us political and controversial you won't have that problem with BetUS. Bet they'll pay out. Um, 
so all right i haven't done this in a while but late in that game which was really insignificant whether or not that kenny pickett showed growth i mean i guess that's part that's somewhat significant but you know uh the bills are are putting their base defense in um you know we're collecting yards but really nothing uh to 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 take right home about uh i started flipping around man i I started watching the browns game late that that chargers game was was pretty exciting uh seattle new orleans was going down to the wire um you you probably had sensory overload there you know you your game to choose from i don't know why why you'd stick around to watch this one but um did you fit yeah that that wasn't an option oh no uh it was funny when it, when I got to uh, the, the sports book, we had a whole setup there with couches and a, a group of us rented out, you know, a, uh, an area that gave, basically gave us six televisions or five televisions. And, uh, you know, I was with a couple buddies from, from Ohio. So of course we were watching the chargers Browns, um, you know, for all the crap they gave me, it was just amazing to see how quickly they disappeared after they missed their field goal. Um, but we were watching all the games and, uh, you know, all of a sudden the Steelers weren't on. And, and so I, I went and flagged down, uh, you know, a, a waitress and, and said, Hey, you know, by any chance, did somebody change the channel? I mean, it, for any of you who have been in Las Vegas, uh, it's pretty competitive on a Sunday on the TVs. And, uh, she said, well, let me check. And, she was checking for like 10 minutes and she came back and said, you know, I apologize. Uh, CBS cut, cut away from the game. <laughs> and so in Las Vegas, I don't know where, if that happened in other major markets or in Ohio or Pennsylvania, but in Las Vegas, they, they just cut away from the game at 38 to three. So I actually didn't see uh, really from the midpoint of the third quarter on possibly the majority of the third quarter, I didn't see it at that point, obviously the game was a wrap. So I'm told I didn't miss a, a, a whole bunch other than, uh, you know, a, a scuffle with Kenny Pickett and, and some things of that nature. But uh, that's the sad part is to, to be in that setting. And I can't remember the last time a, a network is cut away from a Steelers game. Can you? No, I mean, I'm sure it's happened more recently than we can remember. Uh, there have been the occasional uh, blowouts more recently, um, the last year or two with Roethlisberger, I, I know. Um, but sometimes those are prime time games, and so that you don't cut away from them. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the dust up with Pickett. There were two, actually. Uh, one right. where uh, Hamlin hit him late. Right. Um, I saw the early one in the first half. Oh, no, this was – well, that, yeah, that, that's right. That's right. You know, Hamlin hit him late, and I love that James Daniel came to his defense right away. Kudos, kudos to James Daniels, you know. Uh, I, I had no problem with that. Um, Not at all. I didn't, I didn't even really have a problem with the hit so much. I mean, like, it wasn't egregious. He didn't use a helmet. Like, it might have been late, but okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, such, it's such a bang-bang play. The, the quarterback's giving himself up, but at what point – you know, right. at that point that the, the safety, I think – I think it was a safety was – you yeah, Hamlin. He's, he's from Pittsburgh. He was, yeah, University of Pittsburgh. I mean, he was going full, you know, full speed ahead. Um, given their history, you would think he wasn't trying to hurt them. I, I agree with you. I think it was just a bang bang play, and it looked bad, and it was a tough hit. Yeah, uh, and then later, late in the game, uh, Shaq Lawson uh, uh, tackled Pickett uh, around the legs. Again, I didn't think it was anything 
super egregious. I don't think I don't think he was going after him. Um, I, I think that just kind of the frustration boiled over. <laughs> it reminded me of Mason Rudolph getting all pissed off at Miles Garrett, but no, no, no helmets were were ripped off. And uh, oh, actually, that's not true. Uh, his helmet wasn't ripped off, but he grabbed him by the face mask. But you know, but, but again, Pickett, you know, stood up for himself, and there, there's some there's some fight there, and there yep. there wasn't a lot of it, but. No, those no. two occasions, uh, there was, there was, you know, the receivers looked lackluster except for Pickens. Um, we may have a new number one receiver right around the corner. Uh, I mean, we probably already do, but in terms of depth chart, uh, that may be coming yep. sooner than 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 expected. Um, you know, the the press conference. I, I'll listen to Tomlin do a press conference any day of the week. Uh, it's it's really fun to listen to. But he doesn't say a whole lot. Um, you get the, you get the, you know, he, he's very frank and point blank, but then he repeats the same mantras over and over again. So, you know, uh, he said he wasn't going to make a change for change sake. He wasn't going to shoot a hostage. Um, uh, he's not, they're not going to seek comfort. He always says that one. Um, you know, there was, <laughs> there was one where he said, uh, uh, they were asking him about, previous weeks and he said you know our, our windshield is bigger than our rearview mirror i mean like you know it's the stuff he says is fun but what are the results right like are we going to see you know the only major change his he's made this year is uh uh, uh adams is starting in place of a lulu and he changed the punt returner uh, you know and, I, and and look at how that worked out you know uh, well well, okay, but to be fair, Sims is supposed to be returning yeah, uh, kicks, and, and he, he had a last-second injury, and so right. in the warmups, know. right? In the warmups, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was completely last minute, so Pierre had to do it. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson used to used to do that. I don't know why they didn't put someone in there who's actually de- well. Deontay Johnson's dropping everything too, so you know, there are no immediate answers, and I guess that's that's where you remember the year they started. I think it was 2013. They started 0 and 4, right? Yep. Uh, and then they they were a win away from the playoffs, finished eight and eight. This doesn't feel like that. This doesn't feel like a team that that can. Wait, I'm still in denial, right? Like there's still talented individuals on this team. I mean, you look everywhere, and there's supposedly really great weapons. Um. Uh, I think actually that is less of my concern now. We've been talking all year long about the offense and its continuity and the game. Uh, the game plan and, and, and Matt Canada, um, uh, Marcus Spears, by the way, finally called him a someone in the in the in the uh, the the worldwide leader called out Matt Canada today. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh media kind of dances around it, like, will you seek any changes about coaches? You know, without actually saying Matt Canada, and so you know, and then Tomlin just shuts that down. And um, there's a long way to get to the point I'm trying to make is that this feels different than 2013 because of depth. There is no defensive depth on this team. You, uh, you know, 2013 was Le'Veon Bell's rookie year and he was hurt those first four games from my recollection. Yeah. And once he got in there and Le'Veon as a young Le'Veon was, you know, just a phenomenal running back. And um, it feels totally different. I mean, it, we had an offensive line then. We had a defensive line then. Um, it feels totally different. Um, you know, to be the highest paid defense in the league and to get gashed like this week in, week out, um, 
there, there's a lot of, and it's funny because a lot of that I think falls on Colbert uh, as it relates to, you know, who, what players to keep and the contracts to, to issue. And certainly Omar Khan was part of that. But I read a great article in the Post-Gazette uh, by Paul Zeiss just talking about really the fact that, that Tomlin has created this team. I mean, a lot of these guys are, you know, handpicked players by Mike Tomlin. And when you look back over the drafts the last four or five years, there's very few standout players from the last four or five years in their in their drafts. T.J. Watt is certainly one, um, but you can't point to a whole a whole lot of them. And that's where all of that is starting to really catch up to this team, that they just haven't drafted impact players in the last four or five years. Um, and now, now you're kind of seeing, I think, the culmination of just a slow and steady decline with the talent and the heart of this roster. You mentioned four or five years ago, uh, Hayward was 29, uh, Stefan Tuitt was 25, Javon Hargrave was 25, uh, Alulu was still in his prime at 31, and uh, uh, Daniel McCullers who's not, uh, was 26, but he was our fifth, right? Like those five were a really solid unit. And that was just in 2018. And now you got Hayward who's 33. I mean, I he played lights out last season. You can't expect him to do that now at his age. He's still playing well, but he can't do it all. Uh, 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 Ogunjobi's 28. All right. You know, he's, and he's hurt. Alulu's 35 and does not look anywhere near what he did four years ago. Uh, and then you got like Martavis Adams, who's still kind of finding his way. And then uh, like Loudermilk. I mean, these are not, you know, two at Hargrave, Hayward, Alulu. I mean, those guys were, they were a force. Well, I think it, it's very, you know, I know he's been gone a few years, but boy, why did they not sign Javon Hargrave? I mean, you look at that, that's a draft. Artie Burns was the first pick that year, gone. Uh, Sean Davis was the second pick that year, gone. We didn't like, we didn't like Artie Burns or Sean Davis. But we liked Hargrave, and and, yeah. and I think he's still making noise in Philadelphia. And, yep. and that, you know, he was a third-round pick. So, you, you know, why if, if you if you whiffed on your first two picks, but you hit on your third, why wouldn't you pay your third? You know, uh, it, it, it's just – it's a poorly constructed team. I think that Mike Tomlin's got his fingerprints all over the, the roster. I really do from a draft perspective. Um, and I just don't think it's a one year. I don't see this getting fixed over, you know, over one off season. I just don't, I can live with that as a Steelers fan. I just don't know if the rest of the Steelers fan base can. I mean, personally, you know, you go back to our last podcast. I, again, when, we opened up, you know, whatever the record was, we had our first win and then just started losing. I, I just felt like I don't know why people expected much more given everything that we have been seeing the last couple of years and just how depleted this roster's gotten and, and aged. And so I, I think, look, one thing I'd like to say that when I watch Kenny Pickett, and I did not watch a lot of Kenny Pickett in college because I watch Big Ten football, I went to Michigan State. I, I really am confident in Kenny Pickett as our quarterback moving forward. I mean, listen, it's very early. There's a lot of time. A lot of things can go awry. But he just has command of the huddle. He's accurate. That is, as a football fan, is the biggest thing I want to see in a quarterback is the ball, the ability to get the ball out 
with accuracy, throwing guys open. He's confident. He's got all the traits. But my God, it's like it's there's not much around him. Uh, you know, the, the offensive line I think protected him to a point, but they can't open up holes. You know, we we talk about the wide receivers. I think besides Pickens, I think the wide receivers kind of stink. I mean, you know, Chase Claypool it should be our number one trade candidate. Absolutely. What has the guy done? Uh, I think you could get something in return by the November 1st deadline purely on height, talent, uh, and what he did his rookie year. But what has he done since his rookie year? Nothing. Uh, Deontay Johnson drops balls left and right, can't stay in bounds. I don't fault a guy that much for staying in bounds. A lot of the local radio shows do. I, I, I mean, that, that's acrobatics versus just catching a football. Him not catching a football is a sin. Um, it, Kenny Pickett is going to, you know, he. I, I see him as sort of that st- one steady force moving forward. Okay, great. A lot of football left. I could be wrong about that. I wasn't a Pitt fan. I'm, you know, I'm not a huge Pitt fan, so I'm not being a homer here on that pick. But my oh my, the rest of the, you know, do you draft? They're they're looking like they're going to have a top five or top eight draft pick next year. What do you do? Go, you know, a, a big tackle for him to just protect his blind side. I don't think that's a bad idea. But what if they have the second pick of the draft? You know, now you, you know, somebody's going to want to want that pick. You might as well trade out and get draft capital. Uh, and you're going to have to draft on the defensive line. And and I just literally got an article that popped up on my phone on NFL.com about how the Steelers should trade Mason Rudolph at this point. I, I don't disagree with that. I just don't know what they're going to get in return more than, you know, like maybe a charity sixth or seventh round pick. But I think Chase Claypool is the absolute – he has got to go. Um, he, he, he has not lived up to any of his own hype. He was a second-round pick. He hasn't played like a second-round pick. Get get rid of him and get some draft capital because that what you need. That's what you need. Next year he's in a, his final year. You're, you know, just ship that guy out of town. You know, you know he's not bringing much to the table, but he has talent. And so I could see a, a a team that's trying to go and make a deep run in the playoffs maybe give up a, a third round pick. You know, for someone like that. And that's what I think they need at this point. I think they need to stockpile picks because they are. I again, they are in a full. Whether they want to admit it or not, they are going to have to rebuild. This is a disastrous team. I, I find it amazing how the the difficult the degree of difficulty with which Claypool and Deontay can make certain catches during the game every week, seemingly, uh, and then they can't come down with you know the 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 third down and eight first down conversion. Um, Juju Smith Schuster a couple weeks ago said that he's learned more under Andy Reid in the last six months. Than he did in his, you know, uh, what five, six years uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. that, that, and I don't think he meant that as a, as a dig at anybody in Pittsburgh. Or, but I mean, that's, but it is right. I mean, it is an indictment it's of a slight. It's a slight. Yeah, I mean, it, he he meant it as a compliment to to Reed and the coaching staff there. But I mean, you can't help but ignore where he had been prior to and what he wasn't getting out of that experience. Um, and the the steel their thirtieth. This, this season so far in yards after catch. Uh, and, you know, the Bills just sat on them. They, they you know, let them, they don't throw deep enough. They don't use the middle of the field enough. They go sideline to sideline, and there's not a lot of movement there. I mean, you know, uh, under Roethlisberger, they use those uh, slants often. 
and tried mm-hmm. to, you know, sometimes, and yes, sometimes they didn't work and sometimes they get dragged down before the first down. Uh, but, but those plays opened up the middle of the field and helped alleviate some of that pressure on the outside. Um, and the yards after catch is something we've talked about in, in particular with the yards per pass attempts that, that Trubisky really struggled with uh, the first few weeks. Uh, Pickett has a little bit more range or has at least shown to have more range and, and taking more shots. Um, but yeah, it's not there. And again, like maybe I'm in denial. You, you seem to have a, and this has always been the case, by the way, with us, you, you're, you're always ready to rebuild. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They still got a shot at nine and seven or nine and eight is the case. Maybe, you know, that clearly it doesn't feel that way this year. Like I, I may be uh, quicker to look inward of that, top 10 draft pick that you're already ready to fire off. So I just, I think that the Steelers, they need to build a a new identity. Um, I I think certainly Watt brings some of that identity, but um, I I think they need leaders in the locker room and loud, louder players and, and, you know, not louder milk, you know, hearing Arthur Millette, who I know he's pretty much a, utility player but i love him kind of flipping out in the locker room on guys for supposedly laughing on the sidelines and um you know it's just it is not a a very the identity of the team does not seem to be a tough identity uh they're getting waxed every week and doesn't seem to bother these guys and um listen you and i aren't in the locker room i'm sure it bothers them but you know it's just it doesn't match up with the identity of the city. It doesn't match up with the expectations of the city or the fan base. And so it's a bummer. And I just think if you know what you have now at week five with, you know, seemingly a a, a roster that's a little bit older on defense, definitely younger on offense, I think you got to see what you got in louder milk. Um, on the D line. I like with I like Leal, that third round pick. I'd love to see Calvin Austin get in there. I know he's been hampered by injuries, but that's the one draft pick that I'm dying to see. Just he was such a shifty player in college. Um, but I think you got to move on from a lot of these players. And you, you know, we talk about the offensive line and how we let that over the years, you know, they all aged and it, it became a just a glaring problem. I think that's what's happening with the defensive line. I mean, you, they, that's they just they have not drafted in the trenches, and that's it's going to take a couple years to fix. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's going to take a couple years. So uh, I think you got to see what you got. I think you got to pray you know, that Pickett doesn't get hurt this year. That that would derail a lot, and and so you do have to game plan around protecting him from like a burrow injury where he blew out his knee and, and things of that nature. Because you're already having a, a, a terrible year, but you got to see what Kenny has, protect him. I think you got to see what the, the other rookies have. Uh, and then I think, like I said, you got to you got to look at that trade deadline. And I think you got to wheel and deal because I do not think six or seven picks next year makes much of a dent in the problems that they have. No, I mean, you, you take it though, because you're not going to keep Rudolph long term and you're right, Claypool's probably out the door. Deontay's on for uh, one more season after this. Uh, Calvin Austin III uh, is uh, eligible to practice. He's in that 21-day window. Uh, I'm sure he'd be a welcome addition to the uh, 
the wide receiver group. Uh, but next week you got Sutton with a hamstring, uh, Minka with a knee, <clears throat> Levi Wallace with a concussion. Uh, the whole, actually the whole like, secondary, the whole secondary is gone. Whole secondary. I mean, Withers, still got the hamstring. Uh, yeah. You know, and I really liked what Wallace uh, came to the table with. Uh, former Buffalo Bill. Um, you know, I'm sure at least two of those guys will be back. I will have to see later in the week. Uh, Ogan Joby out with the back, Frymuth concussion, Gentry with a knee, and and uh, and Adams with a hip. Uh, and we're and they're going against Tom Brady. Coming, <laughs> Tampa's coming to town, and then it's Miami, and it's Philly, and New Orleans is no picnic, and Cincinnati, which we will be at. Uh, I mean, they're not going to be. There'll be fifty thousand fans, maybe. There'll be like eighteen thousand no shows at that game. Uh, I hope not. I hope just because prime time and it's Cincinnati. I haven't bought my tickets yet. I'm trying Um, to see if those prices slide down. (laughs) I'll be there no matter what. I I got a couple I can sell. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, to close it, uh, Mike Tomlin so eloquently put it, largely we were a disaster. And uh, that's where we're at right now. That Today, that's where we sit. You know, hopefully, maybe later in the year, they'll figure some things out and and can build on. Um, I'm, I'm not confident. Um, they're going to be another big home dog, uh, this Sunday, uh, with Tampa, but, uh, I, I, I think know, if man. there's like, one, if there's one thing to look for and watch for and feel some enthusiasm for it is Kenny Pickett. I know that, you know, he threw for 327 yards. I get it. He didn't punch in any touchdowns, but again, I felt like he moved the ball with authority. Um, it, it was a talk about a tough environment, you know, Buffalo on the road, you, you know. They threw him to the Lions then. That that was, you know, if you look back at our podcast a few weeks ago, I was like questioning whether or not they should do that. I, I think they did it, and I thought he held up pretty well. Uh, we didn't put up points, so you can you can say that ultimately that's what counts. But he moved the ball well. I, I think as Steeler fans at least look to that glimmer of hope and hold on to that this year because um, he could be the future and – that's all we have to look forward to right now. It's not going to be this year. There, there's, it's just, it's a lost year in my opinion. Well, and and I've, I've, I have a bad feeling that Matt Cannon is going to hold him back a little bit. There were three three and outs in the first half, a two and out with an interception, uh, two missed field goals, uh, which means they weren't close enough to score touchdowns. Um, and late in the second half, it was there were some long drives in there, but they got stopped on downs because they were losing thirty eight to three. I mean, it was, it was a joke. So. Uh, you're right. We we we're not judging Pickett on that, uh, or or someone like Pickens or Austin who may come in and start to develop. I think that, um, uh, listen, maybe the joke was on me. Maybe I thought this team had something to offer, uh, and it can't just be all about T.J. Watt and Minka and a couple of uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we don't have a offensive stars right now. Maybe we do. We'll see. Uh, but yes, Tampa coming to town. Uh, <laughs> expectations are low. Uh, what's uh, you know what the early you're in Vegas? What's the early line on that? Uh, I don't have that in front of Ooh. me, but, but uh, hold please, and I'll I'll, I'll answer that question. Um, uh, bomb. All right, you look that up. I'm gonna sign us off and come come in with it quickly. Uh, this has been an, this has been the commiseration version. Of the Black and Gold Daily Blitz. I'm Adam Khan at AJ Khan 95. He is Joel J. We are an old married couple, but we're too tired and pissed off to even argue. And the What's Steelers the are the Steelers are plus eight, plus eight 
which I, you know, who knows? And they are plus 310 on the money line, meaning if you wager $100, you get back 310 if they win. You could do that on betus.com. And what right. is interesting is that the over under is currently at 43 and a half. So it's a good game. <laughs> game over. Load them up again. All right. Joel, appreciate it. Uh, look forward to another Black and Gold Daily Blitz uh, preview this week with uh, Jeff Bidoff. And uh, God, man, I hope this isn't so depressing next week. Look forward to it, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank for joining. You. Thank you.